Welcome back to Dynasty Mode. I'm Mike, and I'm joined by Dave, who never made me an offer back after promising to at the end of the episode. <laughs> the only thing he did was reject the trade after the monster game Derek Henry had. <laughs> I, I did honestly think about I thought about it, and uh, I think we're both competitive right now, so I think uh, we both really want running back, so I would have had a hard time coming up with the trade with you that you would have accepted. I hear you. I've, I've moved elsewhere. I'm targeting <laughs> others. But yeah. Fair that, was, that was a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. He was... yeah. Derek Henry is honestly one of my favorite players. It's like, it'd be really hard for me to trade him away. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I looked at him on the other leagues that we're in together and you also had him there. And I was like, well, all right, I'm just not going to trade for him. <laughs> Uh, cool so as we said last time beyond uh maybe trying to get a trade together for you uh which we failed uh we're gonna we're gonna go over a couple we're gonna go over wide receivers but before we start we'll go over a, a couple quick things um number one how you feeling about owning cowboys offensive players now that we uh, realize that Dak was the mvp of the league by far yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy. That that offense is best case scenario gonna like be half as good. And it has so many like weapons that like I don't know how good I feel about owning any of them. Yeah. Other, other than Zeke. I'm sure he'll have good weeks, but Yeah, I I think that they need to adjust. And anybody who thought that Andy Dalton was gonna, you know, seamlessly fill in was a fool. Sure. That being said, I think Dalton might be good enough to get into a groove and make use of the immense talent around him. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, that, he did it with the Bengals. Right. And obviously he lost his starting job for a reason because he wasn't good enough to have one. That sure. being said, I think if they you know, put some time into adjusting things, uh, you know, I think, I think the biggest player who takes a hit is someone like a Michael Gallup. Yeah, I mean, he actually got targeted a decent amount. He had some. He had a big drop in the end zone. Yeah, uh, and it seems like Dalton felt pretty comfortable throwing to him. But then he was also, I don't know, he was throwing to all three of them. Right. I mean, I think Dalton Schultz actually might be the beneficiary the most. I, I think a, a safety blanket tight end is the type of player you want to have for a you know kind of junk quarterback like him. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just the talent of Cooper and Lamb will kind of rise to the top. And, you know, at best, I think Gallup is like 3A to, yeah. to, to Schultz 3B, which is pretty criminal. I mean, I, I said we'll do it a little bit later, but uh, a podcast on players who we wish were on different teams. And Michael Gallup is 100% a player I wish was on a different team. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see a. Of a, I could see uh, C.D. Lamb being the three. Uh, I feel like Dalton might actually feel more comfortable throwing to the more veteran uh, wide receivers because he will know where to expect them on the field and maybe he won't have as much patience for like a C.D. Lamb who isn't where he's supposed to be if that is one of his issues. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I also think that... Uh... 
I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be where he needs to be. The question is, can Andy Dalton get it to where the ball needs to be? Sure. Yeah. But that that's a there's a real small sample size for that. So we'll we'll move along. Um so I'm wondering if uh Kirk Cousins is going to be the next Jameis Winston. Just a guy who actually puts up pretty decent fantasy numbers and in the process manages to lose his job. I as mean a, as a former cousins supporter, maybe fan, what are yeah. you think? I was rooted for him, but he was never really my favorite. Um, I don't know. He's he's very good at throwing the ball. I but I don't know that he has like what it takes to go to the next level. Um, I I think he's a very good fantasy quarterback. I think sort of like uh, Alex Smith was. Um, but I don't know. He looked pretty bad this week. Uh, yeah. I mean, if for as bad as he's been in uh, what what rank do you think he is? Off the top of your head. For quarterbacks? Yeah. Borderline ten. Yeah. Well then Ish. you think higher of him. He he was seventeen when I looked. Jeez. But I mean, the way that team has played, you'd think he was in the at least the bottom third, if not you know, 25. Yeah. I mean, he's been one of the, you know, pretty, just pretty awful. And it, yeah, he's, he's got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Yeah. Irv Smith is good. Dalvin Cook is a pass catching back. Uh, I think we saw this week that Alexander Madison is not Dalvin Cook, but at the same time, um, you could have a way worse fall off. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Do you think Kirk Cousins finishes the season as the Vikings starter, and then follow that up with whether you think he will be a starter in the NFL next year? Who's the, the second string quarterback there? Couldn't tell you. Let me let me look it up. I I couldn't. I couldn't no tell. Way. No, just kidding. Backup quarterback is uh, depth charts Sean Mannion oh (laughs) never even heard of him I haven't either he was drafted in 2015 in the third round 6-6 yeah I don't know (laughs) that's kind of it's a little worrisome yeah he uh, he ain't it that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So so maybe uh maybe unless Kirk Cousins is absolutely dreadful, maybe they want a quarterback next year and they'll just keep playing him. But then they might also want to see what they have in Sean Mannion. Yeah, I'm sure they probably have a pretty good idea of what they have in Sean Mannion, but we'll uh we'll see. Um, all right, then the other big, big quarterback thing is Ryan Fitzpatrick losing his job to Tua Tagovailoa. I hope I say that right every single time. Yeah, um, I think you did. You, you and I are of differing opinions on this move. Yeah, I don't know. I like was kind of uh, – I supported what they were doing where they weren't starting Tua right away. Um, 
I don't know that he's gonna look, look a lot better. It might. I I don't think that offense is in a place for a, a rookie quarterback, but maybe his legs are good enough to to keep him safe. I don't know. So you say that, but they're three and three. They yeah. absolutely flattened the 49ers two weeks ago. And not that there's anything, you know, awesome about beating the um the Jets. They beat them pretty solidly. They're they're at least in contention. Three and yeah. three. Um my thoughts are Fitzpatrick is playing, was playing really well. Yeah. yeah. The only reason to make that change is because Tua has just looked that much better. That they they foresee the there not being a big enough drop off to put themselves out of contention, but at the same time wanting to put him in there so that there's a big enough sample size to see what they need to put around him next year. Yeah. I, I I guess that's true. I I think the 49ers are not as good as they were last year. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that I think that game is a little bit of a a misleading. Um, but to, um, but I also I'm, I'm super excited to see what what he does for sure. I'm just uh, yeah, I'm a little. I also skeptical. don't think you, regardless of how good or bad the 49ers are relative to last year they're still a pretty good team and they still dropped 40 on them yeah you know that and that's you know that's nothing to um you know shake a stick at they obviously they obviously have the ability i mean gaskins has been a breakout parker if healthy has shown that he is the player that he was last year just the health concerns have come back um it seemed like Preston Williams and Fitzpatrick were finally hitting their stride. Let's hope that that translates to Tua, or perhaps even they were, you know, that connection at practice is really good. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think both of us are pretty high on Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he still has some things he needs to work out, but he's got, he has, he is a, he's a weapon. I don't. I don't think his hands are the best, but former volleyball player. Did you know that? Yeah. So he's good at slapping the ball and not, yeah, not, not catching it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before uh, we... yeah, yeah. After after week three, the uh, Pro Football Focus had the Miami Dolphins' offensive line still ranked thirty-two out of thirty-two, which is crazy because there's. I mean, that Bengals' offensive line is getting Burrow destroyed. Yeah, uh, but regardless, I think I think there's there's things that Tua can do that Ryan Fitzpatrick can't. Definitely, and I think that has to have some appeal. Um, if you told me they end up, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight at best, I think that's you know that's a break even point. But now you've got. Um, a bigger sample to figure out sure. what what he needs around him. And I think 
you don't seem to think Brian Flores is as good a coach as I do, but I think he is going to prove himself in the next few years as one of the really good coaches in the league, like top, top five, six type guys. Well, I'll, I'll be very happy for the Dolphins if, fans if that happens. All right. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll lead into uh, some wide receiver talk uh, with, with some wide receiver talk. I think the Steelers wide receiver group is a pretty interesting one to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our top 20, you have Deontay Johnson, who has, when he's been on the field, seen a massive amount of targets. He's looked uh, you know, kind of like the guy that people thought he was going to break out to be this year. Uh, Chase Claypool is an absolute weapon, and uh, they're, they're definitely finding some really cool ways to get him the ball. And then Juju Smith-Schuster came out hot week one, has obviously cooled off. He missed practice today with a knee injury. I think he's missed Wednesday practices all year with a knee injury, so it's probably just a maintenance-type thing. Um, what, what are you thinking of the, that wide receiver group? Uh, I, I think uh, Claypool absolutely looks phenomenal. And uh, I think Deontay Johnson's probably – I think I'd prefer to own him now over Claypool, but not for Dynasty. That injury redraft, I'd probably still want him over Claypool. But uh, I'm a little worried about Juju. Uh, he really has kind of disappeared a bit. So my question for you about Juju is, do you think it's he's not as good as he once was, that they're phasing him out? Um, because the, the argument was that Antonio Brown – you know, made him as good as he was. And yeah. undeniably, Antonio Brown was a, a special talent. But at the same time, Johnson and Claypool are good enough players to require attention mm-hmm. from the, the opposing defenses that I just wonder if if there's something between Juju and coaching that they're just kind of over it. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Um, I do think that Antonio Brown made Juju better. Um, And when Antonio Brown wasn't around, he didn't do as well as the wide receiver one. So I do kind of buy into that, but yeah, if Chase Claypool and uh, Deontay Johnson uh, continue to, to do really well, uh, yeah, maybe he'll be open more uh, like now or later in the season. Right. I think um, if this week, if they have Johnson back, I think at this point coaches have to scheme for Claypool being in there. It, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of similar to the, that beginning of A.J. Brown where we talked about how in the, that first couple games of his six-game breakout, he probably actually – uh, didn't, you know, necessarily get the coverage that he needed, and he was able to, you know, kind of take advantage of the fact yeah. that he was the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, Claypool's an absolute monster. He could play running back, tight end, or wide receiver. Right. He. I mean, he's phenomenal. He is 
I mean, this wide receiver class is hitting just as hard <laughs> as last year's, which is pretty, pretty out of control. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, I, you know what I, I question is, so you and I have probably been playing fantasy for 10-ish years, maybe even more yeah. than now. Probably even more, but what, regardless. Yeah. When you look back at it, you usually had a pretty terrible guy in your wide or not terrible but like the the quality of the wide receiver too Mm -hmm. wasn't near what it was today i would argue that wide receiver twos in the league 10 12 years ago were probably barely flex guys now yeah i mean and used to i think when i first started playing fantasy uh reggie wayne went number one overall a lot of the time. <laughs> Either him or Peyton Manning. Yeah, I, I think well I, I I think what's happening is A, they throw the ball a ton more. Yeah. And they're smart enough to do things like you know, have them run the ball to get them involved in the game. End arounds, you know, bubble screens, like all these little plays that, you know, don't require much of the player beyond their athleticism to boost them up. And I think a lot of these players are now coming from pro-style offenses in college. Sure. Um, all these elite players are coming from colleges where the quarterback threw the ball a ton. It wasn't just, like, run-pass option. Yeah, and, like, in redraft, rookie wide receivers used to be, like, a late-round flyer, and maybe, like, one or two of them would be taken. Yeah. Whereas, like, this year, there's least- you had to get to, like, T Higgins before someone was like on the waiver wire. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's another stacked year. It'll be really interesting to see how next year comes out because there is some, I mean, I think Jamar Chase probably would have been the number one wide receiver if he was in this year's draft. And that's insane to think seeing as there's lamb and Claypool and you know, all those other guys. Yeah. But they always say, they always say that stuff. Uh, oh sure i mean all the next year is always the best year yeah it's pretty crazy i mean it's part of like hyping up the draft i think for sure well i think also people like to get excited about the shiny new thing they might get it's like when you know you're getting a you know a good christmas present sure sure all right let's uh let's jump into the uh the wide receiver rankings we did 20 we have Mm -hmm. uh we have the ghost of Kevin present and some of Kevin future. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we pretty much unanimously had about the top 16 ish. I'm going to say mm-hmm. um, Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, Tyree kill, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Galladay, and AJ Brown, I believe, were the, yeah. the unanimous. And that's for the rest of this year. For the rest of this year. Uh, yeah. so, so the players who then were not unanimous, uh, we have CeeDee Lamb, Will Fuller, Terry McLaurin, Robbie Anderson, uh, Robert Woods, 
Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson and Jamison Crowder. So of the so I think the guys that you put in that I didn't, you have uh, Robert Woods, you have Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson, correct? I think those are the two that those are the ones we that you put that yeah. I did not. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So so who do you, who do you want to speak on? Talk talk Robert Woods to me because I I like. I really like Robert Woods, and I know why I didn't put him in. <laughs> uh, I mean, he produces, and he's always sitting around that that sort of spot. So I'm, I like kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. I think he'll still be there. That offense is surprisingly good. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen isn't always super accurate, but... What? Robert Woods doesn't play for the Bills. Oh, shit. Rams. Oh, yeah. You're, you're in a time machine. I know. <laughs> you're in a – but, I mean, my thoughts – so, I mean, I know I know that you uh, have it all confused, but yeah. you're aware of what he does. My only gripe and the reason why he didn't make the top 20 is I think probably my 20th guy was Jamison Crowder. And it was kind of between him and Robert sure. Woods. And, and Jamison Crowder wins it because somebody has to catch the footballs on that that Jets mm-hmm. team. Whereas there are plenty of players who can catch the ball on the Rams. I just think the floor for uh, Jamison is so much higher. That like he's probably going to get you in a PPR league 15 points every every week just because he's gonna catch nine or ten passes because there's nobody for them to throw it to. Sure. Um all right. I did not no, I didn't even when I adjusted it, I didn't put Will Fuller or Robbie Anderson in, which I think is pretty crazy because I think both of them are technically top ten wide receivers at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah Robbie Anderson's kinda it's understandable. Robbie yeah, they're Anderson. both kind of, well, well, Will Fuller will get hurt at some point, so. Well, that's that's really what it, like, comes down to is uh, there's there's players like CeeDee Lamb who I think are going to just, or thought, I'm not 100% sure, but I still think are going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah. Whereas I think you're seeing the best possible Will Fuller, knowing that he could potentially get injured. Robbie Anderson... He's always been kind of streaky, and that makes me hesitant to put him in the top 20, mm-hmm. just in the sense that maybe he's the beneficiary uh, beneficiary of uh, McCaffrey going down. He might just be the beneficiary of he doesn't have to play for Adam Gase anymore. Yeah, but I mean, that was a big upgrade. He, he fell to, you know, 24th which is amazing if you, you picked him up this year as probably like wide receiver 40. Yeah. When the season started. Um, you know, you got an amazing return on that. And that being said, uh, he, he did not make it for me. Okay. Uh, tell me uh, why you think Justin Jefferson's going to finish top 20 the rest of the year. I just think that part of it is that it's it's going to be kind of like Chris Godwin last year, who was really good, 
but Kirk Cousins seems to be absolutely terrible at handle, you know, holding on to the ball. It seems like they're going to be in a lot of shootouts, mm-hmm. and he still is going to have the benefit of being the the second most covered player on that team because sure. he's behind Adam Thielen. Uh, I just think he's shown enough early on to only get better. Yeah, his usage has gone up pretty significantly from the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean he's, I mean he's consistently the the highest one of the highest graded players by PFF or rookies. He's almost, I think pretty much since he start, you know, hit the stride, he's, he's always scored in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he had a week where he was in the, the high eighties, mm-hmm. but I ultimately think he's just going to get garbage time stats. <laughs> That's probably true. And, um, you know, it stinks if you're a Vikings fan, but if you're a, a Jefferson, you know, team manager, that's, that's going to be really awesome. Yeah, he has 14.9 yards per target. Yeah, which it's is crazy. Yeah. But I think they're just going to have to it, – it's going to be like that Tampa Bay offense where, you know, they might end with equal part interception to touchdown. I, I doubt anything's going to change with our, our new friend Sean Mannion if he uh, becomes the quarterback. be interesting if they were to trade for Fitzpatrick. I don't, I don't think that Fitzpatrick's better than Kirk Cousins, though. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I probably wouldn't give up an asset to get him, but I could argue that I think he is. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and, I, and they have, like, so much – they're, they're going to have so much dead cap space if they, if they, like, cut Cousins. Yeah. I mean, Cousins has been the beneficiary of the fact that real quarterbacks don't hit the market that often. And he's better than most. And if you don't get to draft early. Um, so, yeah, I have him. You didn't have CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb is the guy who I could see falling out of this. Yeah. If it was last week, he would, he would, if it was before Dak got hurt, he would, he would definitely be in there. Yeah. I, I still think he's just going to keep getting better as the, the year goes on. Um, so one player I want to talk to you about, we both have him. I don't think Kevin has him, so he made it on our list. But I know you're going to be one of the few people who's seen a whole lot of his body of work. Terry McLaurin is pretty interesting to me because he feels to me already year two, a top 10 wide receiver talent receiving the absolute worst quarterback play he has to be receiving all of the other team's attention um so but like all i ever i'm I'm not gonna waste any time watching um it's painful i I stopped I, i can't do it anymore oh so you're not even watching so you can't give me any insight on how truly good mclaurin is i mean he's very very good he him and gibson are like very bright spots for that offense but they're pretty much the only bright spots for that offense uh i don't think they have a quarterback that right now is performing to the level where they're going to be able to like really take advantage of terry mclaurin no matter who's starting um yeah and like oh 
Their quarterbacks. I, it's crazy. It, it just blows my mind for how young he is. He's had two coach, two different coaching staffs, uh, three different uh, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and he's still balling out. Yeah. Which yeah, definitely. But he's the he's pretty much the only target. Dontrell Inman and Steve Sims. Oh yeah, I mean you don't need to you don't need to list it. It's bad, yeah. but it's it's just crazy to me that given how bad everything around him is, how good he is. Because yeah. there's some guys on our list who I think are really good players. Sure. But I think they maybe start to fall out of the the top twenty conversation if they were in a like is Tyler Lockett going to be um, as great as he is if he is put on the Redskins is Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean Stephon Diggs even. I mean I th- and I um, it's not a, a knock on any of those players. I just think that's just. Yeah bad place to be and a yeah. real testament to to how good a player that they have yeah Derek McLaurin's really good at getting a contested ball for someone who's only six six foot like he, he's he's pretty dominant on the, the sideline um and I don't I don't know yeah I don't know these the it, it's it's pretty much impossible to say like what he would look like if he had someone who wasn't Dwayne Haskins throwing to him or Kyle Allen. Dwayne Haskins had like the worst quarterback rating of any quarterback that started this year, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I agree. It's, it's just, I would, if I, if I were you and you could, the, if you can get McLaurin, who's probably let me look at what his stat is in half point PPR right now. Terry McLaurin is wide receiver number. He is so he's number eighteen. Yeah, but you still you're getting him for way cheaper than you would have last year if you tried to get him. Right, he's averaging twelve point two points. I mean. If you're in a league where somebody is, you know, kind of not paying attention, um, I think that's a guy who's realistically maybe a eventually a top five talent, and it it could happen after this draft. They get a they get a quarterback and another wide receiver to pair up next to him that, and uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, takes another step forward. Yeah, well, they also got uh, Antonio Golden Candy Golden. Uh, in the draft, and he could step up next year. For sure. All right, so before we go on to next year, if you were to start a team right now and you could pick any single wide receiver, who are you picking? Uh, For Dynasty, I think I'd probably pick DK Metcalf, which seems kind of crazy. I, so I I decided between when I came up with the question it was between Metcalf and Lamb. Yeah. Um, oh, and in in third, but like kind of by a lot, was AJ Brown. Okay. 
the difference between Metcalf and Lamb for me is Lamb has Lamb has too small a sample size for me to feel confident to put him ahead of DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Metcalf has made too many stupid mistakes to have me put him in front of Lamb. Like it, it's like one A, one B for me. Yeah, yeah, and Dak will be back next year, and Dak will be back. Lamb will get better. Will be. He'll get better no matter what. And then AJ Brown ultimately, you know, he just isn't going to ever have a quarterback as good as Prescott or Wilson, even as good as Tannehill is. And that offense is always going to go through Derrick Henry. Sure. Yeah, as long as he's as he's uh, still kicking. But he he seems like a monster. He seems like uh, yeah he yeah he seems like beast mode two point Yeah, I think I I think you could be pretty happy uh, getting any of those guys as a uh, you know if if you if you got the third best wide receiver, you're not going to be too ha- unhappy. <laughs> so um, we both took Julio Jones out of it um yeah um i have t higgins in there you don't have t higgins in there yeah i mean i took julio jones out because i i I can already see the decline it already seems like that team is falling apart um i do kind of see him maybe being like a larry fitzgerald type player who kicks around the league forever yeah and and is is respectable as long as he's willing to figure out you know his role on certain teams. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded this year. Yeah, that's the talk. Um, and then maybe he would be in the top twenty again. Uh, yeah, so. Atlanta's not. They're not going to turn it around this year. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So. You put in T. Higgins. I put in Henry Ruggs. We both added um, Cortland Sutton, who probably would have been in ours last year. Yeah, definitely. If he hadn't blown out his knee, he's definitely, without a question, in the top 20. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Drew Locke ends up any good because Sutton is another guy who I think is a really amazing talent and could just suffer from – Really bad quarterback play for a long time. Uh, sure. I just like what I've seen out of Rugs. I know Higgins has been really good as well, but I don't love the talent around him as much as I like the talent around Henry Ruggs. I think as time goes on, we're going to see, um, you know, if you're paying too much attention to Darren Waller, they're just going to burn you with Henry Ruggs and, having a a running game with Josh Jacobs just appeals to me more than the running game with Mm -hmm. Joe Mixon. Um, Yeah. If, if you were redoing the, the rookie draft this year, would your fourth wide receiver be rugs? um, It would have been lamb. It would have been Judy. And then Jefferson probably, right? I think I went Rager. I mean, I think yeah. I might have taken the third wide receiver off the board, and that's just kind of hard to tell if that was uh, the right or wrong move. 
at yeah. this point. Well, that seems so bad, and he's injured, so it's really hard to tell. Well, I mean, he's been injured almost the entire season, yeah. and um, I mean, I guess that's a knock on him, but part of the reasoning why was I just assumed that he was going to get a ton of targets, mm-hmm. and I do think he has the, the talent to ball out, but after seeing what Jefferson has done, I couldn't imagine that Rager would be better than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. at best he's the same. So I guess it would probably be Jefferson. And or would Claypool be on there? If we had to redo it, yes, but I can't, there's no planet where I was picking him that early. Yeah. I think he made it to like 21. Yeah, I, and it's it wasn't a knock on him. I mean, he was a player. Him and Pittman were the type of guys who had big-time appeal. Just, I don't think you could have foresaw him thriving the way he has, given the fact that they already had Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, James Conner. Like, there's tons of offensive pieces there. So to yeah. think that he's the <laughs> the guy... Um, is uh, you know pretty interesting, but he uh, he he made his way in there for me. Um, yeah, I guess the difference is you have Higgins and I have who is it? Did you did you bump? No, you didn't bump Amari Cooper out. Um, did bump out. Oh, no, the difference is Ruggs and, and Higgins for you and I. I think that's the only difference we ended up having. Yeah, I think Ruggs is – he's like a deep threat. He's a really good deep threat. But I haven't seen enough to think that that's going to be, like, uh, constantly used. I think they're going to do – you know, they'll send Waller right up the middle, and if he brings, you know – you know, a whole bunch of the defense with them, they'll, they'll hit rugs across. If they have Waller going across and rugs in one-on-one coverage, I think they're going to feel pretty comfortable bombing it to them. Mm-hmm. I also think that um, Brian Edwards is going to be a pretty solid wide receiver. He's not going to be in this top 20 conversation at any point, but uh, at the same time, I think will that that's a better the the offensive pieces of rugs waller edwards jacobs is much better to me than the higgins mixon boyd and i don't even know who their tight end is cj was whatever right yeah uh, but i could i can def- i mean higgins is great if you told me higgins was in there next year and Amari Cooper wasn't, um, you know, that wouldn't totally surprise me. Yeah. I, well, I don't think AJ Green's not going to be on that team next year. Right. Uh, no, no, I mean, they're going to have a pretty good draft pick, you know, all throughout yeah. the draft. So they, they have the ability. Um, I think, so if you had a guy that you have project um, next year in your top, 20 i just said the guy that i could see falling out is is amari cooper who do you foresee as the guy who would maybe fall out i 
I kind of agree with Mark Cooper. Um, yeah, I, we don't know where he's going to be next year. Um, yeah, I, I, but he's still really good. Um, do you, th so couple, couple, why? Yeah, Andre Hot, uh, no, he's really, good. yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I would, I would say Cooper. I would say Cooper. The other wild cards I have are if Allen Robinson stays in Chicago, as he keeps getting older and he's a terrible quarterback play, it's ultimately just going to be a detriment to him. Yeah. And then um, Kenny Galladay, I know he's been hurt. He was hurt for the beginning of the year, but Stafford has to start breaking down soon. I think they got to start looking to the future. I think people kind of expected a better season out of Stafford this year. Yeah. And, you know, there's plenty of really good wide receivers who, and I, I still think if these guys fall out, they're still top 25. They're just not top 20. Yeah. And like if Galladay fell out next year, I would still expect him to be on my five-year list. Yeah. I mean, that, that's true. I mean, he could easily, you know, they get a new quarterback and come roaring back. Yeah. I, I still think if he has a good quarterback, back he's a top 10 wide receiver all right so then moving on to uh five years down the road this was like a ridiculously hard exercise yeah i didn't even um, do it <laughs> yeah you just said fuck it but there are some players that you know we took we took a whole bunch out yeah i added a whole bunch we'll talk about whether or not you can foresee them being top 20 talent how's that sound sounds good to me okay uh we already talked about henry ruggs so we won't talk about him um lavishka chenault what do you think i mean he looks really he should be in there um yeah i, I feel good about that i think he's really good um his tape looks pretty pretty filthy he hasn't been like amazing this year by any means, but he's just a rookie. He's just a baby. He's looked really good and he's looked like he's ready to break out and he hasn't quite broken out, but it's kind of like Claypool with a smaller frame, but they're, they're figuring out ways to get him the ball, which that's what I'm really looking at is are they, yeah. are they already building an offense around these type of players? Yeah. And um, he, he, Jacksonville is so weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally bizarre. They're going to end up with – they're going to replace Gardner Minshew. I can almost guarantee it. And it's going to be, I think, to their detriment. I think Minshew is – unless they can get the number one pick, I think Minshew mm -hmm. is good enough and you can build your team around other places to cover up the fact that he's not – so great rather than just try to get the big flashy arm um all right his his wide receiver companion dj chark dj chark i don't i don't think he's gonna be on there i don't think he ever is a top 20 guy either uh, but i also think that he for a long time covers in 20 to 30 yeah yeah i could see that i don't i wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't in the league in five years um 
I think that would be a, a bit surprising. I think he's good enough if if players like Mohamed Sanu and what have you fall off cliffs, but stick around for that. Yeah, one. I guess that's true. I would, uh, yeah, he's uh, this is his third year, or was it last year? His first. Year? Uh, it's his third year. He broke out in his second year. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk 49ers wide receivers, um, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I think they should both be on the list. Samuel, uh, I think for sure. Yeah. I like Ayuk, though. He's, he's looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I like him, too. Um, I question... I question the sustainability of that type of offense. Like all these dinks and dunks passes, I feel like you're eventually going to be able to scheme up around it. And I don't think George Kittle is long for this world. He takes such a beating. Yeah, he kind of does. And without that aspect of the offense, I don't know if these uh, one-yard passes, the tap passes that they're doing – will necessarily work out and maybe they end up with a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, it's, it's a dynamic pairing for quite some time. Yeah. But um, yeah, the mist is a little thicker with those ones. All right. And then we have uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think he should be on the list. He's I'm surprised he hasn't broken out already. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does in the back half of this year. Yeah. So I know he hasn't been injured, but doesn't he feels boomer bust to me? He just has the makeup of the guy who might always hover at that 20 mark, but not actually really break into it ever. Like a, a Christian Kirk. I don't know if that's even the the case. I mean, well, well, we'll come back to it. Um, then we have. Is that about it? I think we went over everybody that we, um, you know, didn't really talk about. Calvin Ridley, I think, is like we we just haven't talked about him. I really like him, but we like. I think in, in in this conversation, um, you know, when when we were talking about AJ Brown and Lamb and Metcalf, he's so good. And if the Falcons are able to turn that situation around quickly, mm-hmm. I could I could see him really thriving. He's probably still a top five wide receiver. Yeah. In the next yeah. two, three years, even maybe even this year, I mean he's. He's in that range right now. Yeah, how much how much longer does he have on his rookie contract? This is his third year. Third. But was he a first round pick? I don't think so. I don't think any of the because him and Sutton came in the league at the same time, and I don't think either. Uh, he was a first round pick. Oh, he was. Was he super late? He must have been 20, twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he, they, they, so they have the rookie option. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about Chris Godwin in five years? I could see him falling out of the top 20, but I haven't seen enough to 
I feel really strongly about it. I, I say that because he's been injured this year and we know that his quarterback situation will change in the next five years. Yeah. Uh, oh, the guy that we mentioned a little bit before, uh, Jalen Rager. I'm going to say that he has enough pedigree that I'm willing to bet that he's there in five years. But if Jalen Hurts is their quarterback, I don't know how much faith I have in that either. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many wide receivers from this class. Like, Mims could be in there. We yeah, haven't even Mims seen could, him. Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen Mims. Um, Pittman. Pittman. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think and, – and we have – there's a pretty good wide receiver class coming into the league. Uh, you know, even a player like Michael Thomas, who's been dominant for quite some time, he's going to have a new quarterback. Yeah. You have to start thinking about that. I know he produced with Teddy Bridgewater, but if you uh, if you picked him as your your overall number one wide receiver in a dynasty league this year, you're probably kicking yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't feel as good. We're, I mean, we're don't feel as good about him now as we did before the the season started for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's a you know, you got to trade him now candidate. I think he has more value on your roster now, but, uh, you know, I think he's on the side where his, his return is going to decline knowing that there's uncertainty at the quarterback position. Yeah. Yeah. Until they put that tight end at quarterback. Man, I really thought he was going to be something this year. (laughs) They paid him so much money. Why is he... I mean, I guess they're not giving him the ball because he stinks, but why did they give him all that money? I don't know. Well, I think they depended on his versatility with a healthy breeze. Perhaps. Like good, or maybe maybe breeze. they actually value him as the backup quarterback. Yeah. If you know, maybe Winston looks terrible in in <laughs> practice and they don't want to hurt Hill because they realize they might actually have to use him this year. I don't know. That's a mess. I mean they they are that team is all underachieving minus Alvin Kamara. There, uh, there are any other wide receivers you think we should have a brief discussion about? Uh, not really. If you don't have Higgins on your list, I would, I would have added him to mine probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably should have. I, that's just like a brain fart. This is me coming up with these lists while my daughter naps. So these yeah. are not uh, perfect. But, yeah, he's, he should be good. I mean, I think it's fair. That's a good situation that he's got there. Um, yeah, Burroughs looks like he's really he, – he looks good. He's starting to turn it on, get more comfortable. Yeah, and they I lost think, to the, the Colts, but yeah, it was pretty I, close. Yeah, I mean, that was, I think, a freak situation. Um, you know, I think they get a couple offensive linemen around him this draft. Maybe move on from Mixon – at some point and get something better there. But Burrow, Burrow is going to succeed in, in turn, Higgins and Boyd will. What yeah. do you are you worried? Are... Well, I was going to say, you can ask. well, like, what do you think? Like, are there any players like, you know, we talked about how I don't have confidence for somebody like Robbie Anderson or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Will Fuller. Like, how are you feeling about players like Juju, Cup, I know you had Robert Woods in there, Tyler Boyd. Those just really solid players 
making a jump into the top 20 at some point. Maybe not not every year, but like, you know, they, they pop yeah. in last year, they pop out. How are you oh, feeling? Definitely. That? Def- definitely. I think all, all four of those guys will probably be in the top 20 at some point. But I kind of just see all those guys as wide receiver twos. I, I think that if you average the five years together, they're probably not going to be top 20. Yeah, I, I think that's – they're probably all 20 to 30. Yeah. And who knows if they even make it to five years in that range. Yeah. The guy who's in 20 to 30 now is probably in five years <laughs> 60, maybe not in the league. Or or out, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, do you – uh how do you feel about the Packers um I mean I feel as though they're gonna keep rolling I think that's a pretty good team I think they're gonna they could use Lazard back um I think Robert Tanyan was a nice pleasant surprise for a couple weeks there um Aaron Jones is dynamic uh I think they'll be pretty good yeah it was a it was they just got spanked and they'll bounce right back yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I think Aaron Rodgers said that they potentially needed that to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a stupid thing to say. Like, you shouldn't need to lose to, to, to play good. But <laughs> I mean, that's I also think that good teams can have bad days at the same time. Yeah. Not as good teams have good days, and it just looks way out of whack. Sure. I mean, there's a reason that it's pretty pretty damn hard to win 16 games, even yeah. if you look dominant. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's just way too much luck. Yeah. Um, all right. Leave it up to you, and then I'll not deal with it for a week. But would you rather next week go over, uh, take a look back at, like, the halfway point of some of our takes or redo the rookie draft? Ooh. I, I think redoing the rookie draft kind of sounds fun. All right, cool. Then uh, next next week we'll redo like the first two rounds of the rookie draft, maybe three. We'll see how motivated we are. Sounds good, and that's just that's based off of how well they've played so far. Yeah, if you were if you were yeah. to able to to read, you know, do the draft right now. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds cool. I like that. Maybe we'll maybe it. we can get uh Kevin back for that. Yeah, and then I think, do you want to do it super flex or just with the presumption that probably i'm guessing if it was super flex that it probably would just go burrow herbert tua at this point and we'll just start from there yeah we could do that right like that that seems the easiest exercise and that those guys probably would be the top three Mm -hmm. if it was a super flex or two qb one Mm -hmm. do do you want to the the tight end Tight end bonus or whatever. Oh, the tight end premium. Tight end premium. premium. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, we we don't need to discuss how dumb that rule is. Uh, so it yeah. just it just makes the good tight ends even harder to get. Yeah. Uh, cool. So uh, thank you to anybody who listens. Any of the the ten of you, uh, I know all of you are sad that trade didn't happen. Maybe, maybe you know, we'll redeem ourselves at the end of the the year. All right, bye.
All right. See you later.